What's up everyone, Marco Blunder, TigerFitness.com, CEO, MTS Nutrition, Exos Trainer, Partner in Ambrosia. Uh, there's some other things, but I'll just leave that at the door. Alongside my beautiful wife, Katie Lobliner. Welcome back to the podcast. We've had about a three-week uh, little uh, sabbatical. I've been traveling quite extensively, unexpectedly, but things come up. And that's the thing, as a CEO, if stuff goes down, you got to be there to, uh, to fix it. And so it involved going to Ohio twice, it involved going to Pittsburgh, it involved going other places. We had that event in Kentucky. But nonetheless, we are here and we are ready to talk about some epic topics, including social media. And, uh, and, and also just, just some things that go on. I'd like to get into the proposed tax cuts that Trump has going down, that he wants to get going down. Uh, the stock market, the epic healthcare failure, and of course how Al Gore is a piece of shit. Those are things that are just on the top of my head. But first of all, I'd like to give a shout out. Speaking of New York, Espresso, MTS Way, the new look and everything. Delicious. So good. It's available at Tiger, I'm sorry, it's available at Natural Body. Ooh, everyone's mad it's not available there. Sorry. You know what, at the end of the day, MT Natural Body. MTS Nutrition and Tiger Fitness are autonomous companies. And so when I, you know, I actually, this was Steve, um, Steve's idea, the owner of Natural Body, him alongside Tim was like, if we came out with an espresso with some caffeine in it, there's 100 megs of caffeine for 25 grams of protein. This is New York, man. We love some caffeine. And uh, yeah, and I did notice I had it twice yesterday, and it did have a good amount of caffeine. It's a good amount of caffeine. <laughs> you combine that with ritual like I did in that video. It's yeah. good to go. But anyway, Natural Body, there's also a website. If you can't find it, go. I think it's naturalbodyinc.com or type Natural Body New York in Google. You'll find it and buy it. I don't know how long supplies are going to last because I only made it for one location. So... Usually if I run 10,000 units, being that it's one location, I'll run like, you know, a tenth of that to make sure that we didn't have too much stock. I got cash flow. Anyway, let's get straight into business, Katie. What you been up to? Uh, we've still got about two weeks left of summer, so uh, getting kids back to school supplies, which we have to buy, yes. Um, I spent like $150 on back to school supplies for the kids. Um, just keeping them busy, working on the charity event for August 19th, getting all the donations sorted out for the online auction, which will be up soon, and that's about it. Just summer life with the kids while they're home, all keeping right. them from killing each other. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I would never homeschool kids. No. No, that's that's you when know, people go crazy and drive cars over fucking bridges and shit. some commercial, I can't remember what it's called, but it's public school homeschooling that you can do through like online. And the kids are like, Mom, can we do that? I'm like, you guys can't even get along for five minutes, let alone not go to school. Uh, our, our kids, we've taught them to be very independent thinkers and we've taught them to question things. And uh, I'm trying to teach them to ride or die for their blood. You know what I mean? Like the other day, the first time the kids ever gangstered up for each other was actually Preston. Thomas legitimately forgot what he did, but he, uh, oh, he, he, he was lying. He was walking about, he was holding yeah, the door. door. Yeah. And then Thomas is like, no, we were playing a game. I'm like, dude, shut up. I'm not stupid. He goes, no, we were playing, get Preston was dressed as Thor, playing keep Thor out of the house. I'm like, <laughs> bro, come on. I'm a salesman. I can see through that. Right. And then Preston's like, no, nah, he was playing Thor. I'm like. Dude, you just gangstered up for your brother. I mean, that's that's real. So no, nobody got in trouble. So I'm teaching my kids to hide crimes. It's really great. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, dude. They grow. They have everything they need. They're suburban brats. Yeah. You know, they don't have what I had. They don't have the lack of stuff that I had as a kid. So I want to make sure that they at least have that blood loyalty that my brother and I have because we had to have it. You know. Yep. 
But so social media. Ah, so we yo, have so much to talk about. Yo, let me check media. check it out. So this came to mind like we had a bunch of topics, dude. I can go on Fox Business News, on MSNBC, on CNN, and I could come up with like ten thousand different political points to just totally blast on because there's so much going on between Russia, between healthcare. I mean. I can sit here and bash political parties for the next 20 hours and still have material. I mean, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, they, they are loving life because yeah. there's so many so good topics, fun. right? But you know what? What really captured me is I, when I was at the Marketing Sherpa event, you guys saw in April, when Katie and I got remarried and all that shit. Um, <laughs> you know, but we were there for Marketing Sherpa and I actually brought up Wendy's's Wendy's, the burger place, their Twitter account, the manager was just amazing. She was, was so witty. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, we need to do something like, we need to be like Wendy's to yeah, our just staff. just the funny comments and. So snide, like just amazing. And, and it grew. I mean, it actually grew their business tangibly. Yeah. And uh, what's funny is. Andy was like, Andy's our, our business development manager. Andy's like, dude, she quit. So we found her blog and her blog was on, look, you know, I kept the job for healthcare. The blog was entitled so, something like, do not stay in an unhealthy job. Right. But so basically for several months, no one knew it was her behind. Yeah. So, and somehow. It's easy to find out. You so just no, go I, apparently she accidentally leaked it or something is what I, I thought I read. And, and she's a cute girl, so that's even worse. So then it all, all this freaking shit came out towards her, right? Yeah, and so she, she's like, you know, one of her things is like, if people think just because I'm on social media that men have the right to deem if I'm fuckable, and she used that word. Mm -hmm. And it was a great blog piece, and it just got me to thinking, um, I showed you that one. It's like people talk for us. Like people are like, oh, you're on social media, just get over it. When someone says they want to beat and rape your daughter... And they do it over and over with multiple screen names. It's probably one or two guys. But, dude, it gets to you. It will. I don't care if you have the strongest will and you're able to dissociate yourself with that kind of shit. It gets to you. And it makes you question everything. And it makes you self-doubt. And social media is also anonymous. Like, back in the day, if you said shit like this, you get punched in the face. It can't you know? be anonymous. It isn't always. It isn't always. And that's the thing is that... No one's going to say that under their own name. First of all, they'd get arrested for threatening a minor. So people are just doing this because they can with an anonymity. And I speak as someone with very good um, authority to speak on this. I worked for the tabloids. I worked for National Enquirer and The Star. And um, I worked for American Media for two years when uh, they purchased Weeder Publications because I did really well and they kept promoting me. And next thing you know, I'm selling tabloid ads. And I always had this thing where I thought, like, for example, Brad Pitt was big at the time and they used to go hard on him. I'm like, you know what? He's a celebrity. He, this comes with the territory. He has no privacy. But dude, he's a good actor. Like, that's why he's popular because he's really good at his trade, right? So he's an actor. That doesn't mean that he wants, when he farts, when he makes a bad decision, he wants everything right. in in the public yeah, eye. Just so, because you put yourself in the public eye as an actor or a social media per, you know person doesn't mean it's okay to freaking roast everyone. Dissent is great. Like if someone goes, hey, you know, Wendy's, I thought that comment was a bit snide and it wasn't very nice to McDonald's. You know, that would have been cool. But saying that, hey, you lesbian bitch, I want you to die, that's yeah, a line. bit over the top. But right. social media... 
allows people to completely dissociate themselves with reality and kind of just become pricks. And this is nothing any of these cowards would say to anybody's face, um, but they do it. So I think that's a good way for me to segue into the social media topic that I wanted to talk about, and it's really big in the news right now. There's a 12-year-old girl from New Jersey who recently committed suicide, unfortunately. Um, thoughts and prayers to her family, but she was targeted by cyberbullying, and it wasn't a not. There, it was, you know, it wasn't anonymous. It wasn't someone hiding behind a keyboard. It was the kids from school's real names. She knew who the the hate was coming from, and um, it went on for from. It started in October, and she ended up taking her own life in June. Um, but she was getting texts, IG posts, and Snapchats from girls saying horrible things about her. She was a very pretty, you know, cheerleader, gymnast, smart, you know, um, and that's what they picked on her about, that she was smart and she was popular in her own little circle and she was athletic. Um, they'd say stuff like, why don't you kill yourself? And so um, what I'm getting at is that it's not always blind and that is a whole social media is a whole new freaking thing we have to deal with as parents you know that to protect our kids you give your kid a smartphone you need to monitor that shit you need to grab their phone doesn't matter when it is and i do this to cammy i don't know if you know this i mean we both have access to her social media but i'll just pick up her phone and she'll be like what are you doing i'm like checking your messages, looking at whatever I want to look at. And if you give a kid a phone, you should have that right. You should monitor I, I it. I completely agree. And uh, somebody I work with in the industry actually had a, a bug on his kid's phone and she knew it. He's like, I'm t and he's like, one time this dude sent her a dick pic and he yeah. literally took action. Here's the deal. I don't think that, and she's a very, I mean, she's like third, 25 now. Oh. Keep in mind, I'm old. Oh. But this, he had this back when smartphones, like he's rich okay. as fuck. Okay. You know who it is. Okay. Pretty much the richest fucking dude in the industry. Oh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, gotcha. nobody on, nobody watching this will know who he is, but people in the industry yeah. will know who he is, and they probably know the story. Anyway, so, because that was when Cammy was four. I remember sitting down at lunch. She's like, bro, you got to do this when she gets older. Right. So, but here, here's the deal. Basically, social media has become an extension of bullying that has gone on since the right. beginning of time. The problem is, one, is that parents do not... I don't parents. think like parents I, do not parent. Parents don't. Well, well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, I was actually talking to you know Mike Rashid about this, and he's yeah. like, he has his kids ready for bullying. He has taught them. Mike's a professional boxer. He's taught them how to box. He said, if you ever use this for anything but self defense, I'm gonna knock you out. You know, yeah, basically. I, I agree with that. I and I agree. Great. But our kids know um, that one, it's okay to come to us with it, right. and I hope that they practice it. But bullying's gonna happen. It happened in my day. Right. You know, and my thing was when I was a kid, I, I actually like to think of myself as the anti-bully. I was overweight, but I also, my mom taught me how to fight. Mm -hmm. My mom taught me a little bit of Krav Maga. My dad actually had a guy, an Asian dude work for him. His name was Joe Wei, and he taught me some judo. You give people some Krav Maga and some judo. If a skinny kid throws himself at me, I'm going to be able to flip him. So I was able to fight. And so what I did is when I saw somebody get bullied, I would literally step in and just get suspended for beating the shit out of people. I had anger management issues. And also, Cammie displayed that on the bus when she actually had a yeah, boy who was making fun of one of our neighbors. And she literally stood up in third grade to a fifth grader and said, you better stop right. that right now. But I don't think that the physical defending yourself is always going to work in some of these situations where it involves social media and outside. And that's why we so need to, to, we to monitor so, so to finish talking about this particular thing in New Jersey with this girl. So the parents went to the school several times and you know told them about 
about it. And it was happening on social media and I think, you know, looks in the hallway and snide comments. But they went to the school and they never filed any kind of bullying report, which they're supposed to do. And then the parents did, the parents of the girl that committed suicide did even more. They went to the other parents, called them and said, look, this is what your kid's doing. And the mother told, this is all alleged, right? Because this is like a new case. Nothing's gone to court yet. Um, the mother said it was a big joke. And then three minutes later, her daughter started texting the girl again stuff. Okay. So as a parent, you go and you get the, the other parents involved. In this case now, the parents of Mallory who committed suicide are going allegedly going to be suing the school. This is not a case where the school... See, but pa- know, here's the problem is that parents used to work together to help parent. Right. And what we see is that, you know, when Thomas had an issue where he was bullied once, I went to the principal and he said, I can't expel him. So I told the principal, I said, relay this message when you meet with the parents that I know where they live and I will find them. And guess what? That kid stopped bullying. So... I didn't even bother talking to the parents. I don't recommend doing what I did. Right. Well, um, this was a fifth grader bullying a kindergartner. Yeah. And honestly, I let my emotions get the best of me. Look, I might live in a really nice house in the suburbs and I might own a few companies. <laughs> but but dude, I'm st- like we were watching straight out of Compton this week. It reminded me of what reminded me of my like my personality right now is when, you know, they, they, they had a falling out like ice cubes making money but he's not getting paid enough by the record producer. He goes back to the streets, gives a baseball bat, like goes back to his ways and fucks up his office. I still got that in me. And for me, it's hard for me not to react with violence or like, or with that kind of reaction. But look at what happened to us at the gym today. Okay, so the story of the gym today. Listen to this, guys. The joys of parenting. Excuse me. So last week, Cammy came home from childcare at, at the gym export and said, hey, Ma, some girl asked me, if I go to church and I told her no and she told me I'm go- that you're going to hell so we talked about it briefly and um, the following day I told the lady who's there in the morning in charge of child care what had happened and that I would appreciate it if she would tell the other parent that you know what had happened and that's not appropriate behavior for child care um, so we couldn't figure out what kid it was well today we go to the gym and we're walking in and Cammy said mom that's the girl and there's her mom so, I decided to confront the mother. I said, I was setting up Mark the deadlifts was in not mind. there. So, this lady walks out of childcare with her four kids that probably ranged from seven to maybe 12 years old. Obviously, don't believe in comments. And I said to the mom, I said, hey, can I please speak to you? And she goes, yeah, sure. She's like, what the heck? And her four kids kind of followed. I said, if you don't mind, I'd like it to be a grown-up conversation. <coughs> I don't think the kids should be involved in this. So, I proceeded to tell her, you know, hey, so I apparently last week your kid told my kid that she's going to hell because she doesn't go to church and I don't feel it's appropriate that a, you know, her daughter was nine, she said, that her nine-year-old daughter tell my 11-year-old daughter she's going to hell because she doesn't go to church. That girl's going to be sexually promiscuous, you watch. So... The woman says to me, well, that's our beliefs, and we teach our children that, you know, they're Christian, and we teach our children that if you're not Christian and believe this, that you're going to hell. And I said, that's fine and all that they're your beliefs, but you don't tell, allow your children to, you know, say those things to other children. And she then starts to bring up, I mean, this went on for like 15 minutes. I was getting 
pissed off. Yeah, I already had to pee again. I was pissed off. She then tells me it was freedom of speech. She brought up the goddamn First Amendment. She said it was freedom of speech. These are fucking kids. Gym child care for her nine-year-old to tell my 11-year-old she's going to hell. I'm glad I wasn't there. I said, so is it freedom of speech if my 11-year-old daughter tells your daughter F you? And she's going, well, now that's getting out of line. And she just kept... Oh, so going to hell is much better than fuck you. She just kept defending her kid that it was okay for her to say this. And I kept motherfucking... Uh, I kept going back to saying, I don't care what you believe. You do not tell your children it's okay to say these things to other children. She kept arguing with me about it. Then she took, cut slips and says something where she knew this happened last week. So she tried to play dumb at the beginning. Then she effed up. And she's like, oh, well, that's not what they told told me happened. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You knew about this and you're standing here pretending like you're playing stupid? All you need to do, hold on. You need to do this when you go off. So then she starts saying, no. and then I asked her, I said, well, what would happen if your kid did that at school? Said to another student in the classroom, hey, you don't go to church, you're going to hell. She goes, well, my kids go to private school. Oh, uh, this kid's definitely going to be a whore. I was like, that's not Just the saying. point. The point is <laughs> that, you know, I didn't say this, but essentially, if you are a re- religious, that's fine. You go to church, that's fine. But you don't teach your children, like, hate towards other people who may not have the same beliefs as you. And she brought up how there was another kid in there that was saying they were Buddhist. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, probably she said, oh, so did she tell her she's going to hell too? Well, you know? well, I mean, here's the deal. Jews <laughs> don't believe in hell, so it's a get out of jail free card. Right. And then that's what I said. I said, you don't know what my religious beliefs are right yeah, now. All you me. know right now is that my daughter said that we don't go to church. And to which you are saying it's okay for your kid to say, I said, do you want me to go to take this to the front desk? Because I'm sure the front, I already talked to the child care lady. This is not conversation that 9 and 11 year olds should be having. I think they should wear hell. I think they should wear Make America Great Again hats. So my point is, I did the right thing, I think. At first I went, because I didn't you go to see the, the parent, parent. You go straight to the source, man. I wasn't able to do that the first day or else I would have. No, you the did the right thing, lady, man. Did the child right care thing. Lady. And then I told the child care lady today, because she kind of saw our conversation. And I'm like, did you hear any of that? And I explained to her what happened. I said, can you make sure if you ever hear a conversation about religion that you guys nip it in the butt, or if my kids come and tell you, hey, so-and-so is talking about church again, whatever, that they are told that's inappropriate. Yeah. Well, so finally at the end of all that, she goes, okay, well, I will... I'll talk to them about that or some bullshit crap. You but know, she had already wasted like 20 now, minutes now, of my I, time I, and I, I was ready to fucking kill someone. Okay, <laughs> now, first of all, I'd like to say that due to amazing people who watch our stuff, like Mike Cernovic, who's a very, very um, right-wing pundit. Um, he's a, he was a Trump guy. <laughs> that we believe in freedom of religion right. and we we are we are agnostic we don't have a said religion we we do have a faith like we do have morals and ethics but i mean we don't go to church i was raised agnostic katie was raised agnostic yeah, and we basically both, my parents were both raised catholic and decided not to subject us to that and, and my mom and dad are both jewish converts who gave up on religion because well long story but bottom line is you know, we just we we let people we love the fact that people have the right to worship where and who they right. want in this country. So so you know, but but at, but at the end of the day, that's besides the point. The point is that a parent, if she would have come to me and said, "Hey, you know what? Thomas told my kid Doritos are terrible for you, and my kid <laughs> loves fucking Doritos," and I'd be like, "You know what? 
it's unfortunate that Thomas enforced his belief in Doritos right. on your son. I'm going to tell my son to keep his belief in Doritos to right. his and fucking that's self. All that's she, all she needed to say. Now, here's why I'm glad I would have gotten us kicked out of the gym because I've done this shit before. <laughs> She'd have, And I've gotten in bad trouble for defending myself and saying things that... First thing is she would have been, here's exactly what happened. And this said, Katie knows this isn't an exaggeration. She would have said freedom of speech. I said, okay, here's my freedom of speech. Eat a dick. And then, then I would have been, and, and then basically I would have been like, control your fucking kids. Or I'm going to beat your husband's ass. Yeah. And that's all I wanted her to that, say. Was, that she wants you to beat I'm husband's sorry. Ass. I, yeah. She could have just said, okay, well, you know, I don't know their kids. They're going to talk. I'm sorry. She said that to your daughter. I will talk to her about not putting, you know, Trying to spread her beliefs to other children. That would have been fine. But no, she kept debating me. Then she told me she's a public school teacher. And that's what's okay. wrong with the public exactly. school Exactly. And, and she I, sends her kid to private and school. And she sends her kids to private school. Four uh, of them. I, you know, she told me she's a public school teacher. And she goes, I have to deal th with things like um, kids judging other kids because they don't have two mommies. And she's like, I'm so sick of this. What did she say? Hypersensitive political If anybody's not hypersensitive, it's us. And I'm like thinking, you're the one being hypersensitive. You're you're teaching your child to to basically spread hate almost because someone doesn't believe the same as you. As long as she didn't assume your gender, I think it's completely fine. I I, I just seriously, I as you can tell, this riled me up, and I was like, yeah, going for I know a while. I had to hear about it during old ten sets of fucking deadlifts today. But that woman needed like. She needed a big reality check. I, I mean, if I should have just... Now that I think about it, I should have just said, you know what? I want to talk to you. Let's go over to the front desk and discuss the gym's policies while they hear us talk. Like, I wanted some... Do you really think the $5 an hour front desk guy gives a fuck about your problems? I don't care. It, there's no freedom of speech for nine-year-olds in childcare at the gym. That's like... Like, my point was... was right. is, it, is it okay for Cammy to say F you because she believes in the F word? Is God says we could say the F word, so fuck you. Can't we just go with the Dorito <laughs> example? Why do you have to make it all vulgar? But, anyway, so but, yeah, so you can try to go to the parents, but the parents might be a pain in the ass. So, so back to social, <laughs> back to social media. All right, so are we hypocrites because we called out Brad Dingleberry? I mean, that's we were cyberbullying, but we were no, cyber I don't think we were cyberbullying because if somebody claims to have the world record in the bench right. press, and you say. Hey, motherfucker. Come show it. Show us. Don't just do it at your local 24-hour fitness where the manager hides the fucking fake weights in the back, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, fucking do it. You know, it's like, not only that, Mike O'Hearn offered him 10 Gs. Honestly, it was jumping on a bandwagon for a good purpose. We jumped on the bandwagon, got into, like, got the fucking event out there, have raised over $30,000 for vets. Yeah. And honestly, we didn't say anything that wasn't true. All we did was say, show us. No. In fact, I said in my video, I bet you can yeah. You know, I said I bet he could, but let's do it. He's probably so, strong as hell, but, but... Oh, dude, I ain't gonna deny the kid's strong, man. He's yeah. jumping on fucking boxes and shit. But you know what? I want to see that shit. I want to see it. You know what? Mike O'Hearn did a video saying uh, that he believes the, the weights are real. I'm not gonna go that far, but I'm gonna say even if he benches fucking 405 for five, that's still gonna give me a little boner. A partial, not a full erection. I mean, at my age, I'm happy to get a full erection once a month. Um... For that you have insurgent. <laughs> very good, very good. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> social media is it's it's, fucked up. I, Mark and I were talking about this. Um, we were talking about like freedom of speech and stuff. Actually, when we were watching Straight Out of Compton last night, because we took a class in college called Media Law, and uh, when when NWA came out with F the police, Fuck the police, you know how that was infringing on well incitement. 
Incitement is a very inciting is a, riot. It's a very thing, it's a very succinct but definition. Of speech is in its own. Well, I mean, freedom of speech doesn't cover incitement. Right, freedom so, of speech. So it's um. However, uh, if you listen, I never listened to lyrics to the song, and I, I probably listened to it four hundred times when I was a youth. I should have told that mom freedom of speech, and then you're gonna incite a riot in childcare, and all the churchgoers are gonna freaking attack our non-churchgoers. That's already children. happened. It was it was called the Crusades. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this lady threw the First Amendment at me over a nine-year-old. First, I've never thrown seriously. freedom of fucking speech. Freedom of speech. Here, here's freedom of my foot in your ass, bitch. <laughs> you know, here, here's the deal. I think my like, I wish I would have had a camera on me. I was probably ready to be like, I, I wanted to say what the fuck to her, like right there. It's okay. I got a few warm-up sets of deadlifts. I need to do more sets anyway. Marcus so, thought I was lost. So the, the, he thought actually I was pooping. <laughs> I thought she was taking a shit. I'm like, she's like, why don't you come I down? I should have like, right there on her shoe. <laughs> she's like, why don't you come down? I'm like, sometimes I take a little long if I need a pre-workout dump. Sometimes the clash hits. Sometimes that clash hits right your fucking colon. Next thing you know, you're fucking pooping. Uh, but, but you know, the, the bottom line is, like I tell people, I mean, I'm kind of up in the air, you know, because let's be real. Like, in, in like 10 years... When MTS Nutrition and Tiger Fitness has reached a maturation state, will I stick around? You know, there's always, I've already sold one sport nutrition company. So to say that never, ever, ever will I sell would be a lie, but I have at least five to 15 or 20 years, right? But when I do, will I stay on social media? I don't know yet because it's such a vile place and it's such an unhealthy place. Just like the Wendy's girl said, you know, it's such an unhealthy place to be. Right. And I would, I just, uh, there were some comments today. I just blocked on the uh, Low Blinder YouTube channel. This guy who always says that I gave my dad diabetes, and oh. he also said that he also says that you know my daughter needs to be raped and killed and hung from a tree. Sick bastard. This guy. This is the guy I show you. It's one guy. You can tell by his writing style. If I ever see this guy, I fucking swear on my life and my kids' lives, I will end his life. I will fucking kill him. I don't care if I go to prison for my rest of my life. This guy deserves to die. And that's what social media does to him. Literally at the point where I know for a fact if I ever met this guy, I would kill him. That's not healthy. That's not a healthy state of mind. And we're on social media because we believe, and here's the fucking God's honest truth. We don't have to be on social media. Katie and I are doing just fine. Yeah. We're doing just fine financially. In fact, we can get off of YouTube and everything, and all of our business entities will do just fine. Our kids will go to good schools. But we feel, we wholeheartedly feel, and you can call bullshit on this all you want. I'll just fucking block you from the channel. <laughs> you know, we do feel that if people are going to trust us um, with their, their purchases of anything, be it a supplement or a program or a fucking sweatshirt, we believe you should know who we are and what we stand for right. and at least have an idea of this. And that's that's what, I mean, I remember when I went to the men's warehouse the first time because the guy wore his own fucking suits. Right. For me, it's just how business should be done. And I'll put up with it, but when I don't have a, a not a financial stake, but a, a ethical invested stake in, in being one with everybody who does business with us, I can't say that I'll be on here because it's so fucking toxic. Yeah, it is. And I think other people, the, the toxic people breed on each other. One person says something. Sheep effect. Like, yeah, sheep. Exactly. They're all a bunch of sheep. Yep. Trolls online are just sheep. They try to one-up the other troll right. because they're sheep. They're followers. They're not right, individuals. That's the same thing with bullying, with kids. It's... I've never met an individual who trolls. I've never met, like, do you think Mike Rashid's out? He does, he counter trolls. But do you think, like, do you think successful people are out there fucking forming fake accounts? No, they've got these better are, things these to are, do. These are complete degenerate losers. Right. And unfortunately, that's what we see. 
And that's what dictates us. Well, and I think there could be 4 million great comments, but that one about raping your 11-year-old daughter is the one that you remember. Right. And it's also stemmed from jealousy. I mean, with bullying, it's, I mean, this girl that was bullied, she was beautiful. She had a lot going for her. And I'm sure that was jealousy coming out by bullying. And it's unfortunate. And, it's you life. know, T Cammy's going into sixth grade. Shit's going to get different. Um, we've already been told by our nephew that, you know, there's already drugs in sixth and seventh grade. It was when we were in yeah, school. I, I know, nothing, but it's like you can almost changed. like block, block that out. But, you know, just teach your kids right from wrong and give them a good set of morals and te treat other people how they want to be treated. Shit, I was selling drugs in ninth grade. Um, here, here's, here's, <laughs> here's the deal. To your mom? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she was my best customer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people uh, people don't think that these little things affect people, and they do. I mean, no, they do. They know it affects people, and that's why. See, the thing is, they're like, just ignore them. Here's the thing: ignoring doesn't work. I was talking to Alan Roberts about this, and ignoring doesn't work anymore. No, because what they do is they just keep going harder and harder and pushing the limits until you block them. Yeah, and unfortunately, they form fake accounts. It's just, it's horrible. But what we have to do as parents, and a lot of, somebody's like, messaged me the other day because I said something you didn't believe. He's like, oh, well, you shouldn't promote this because kids watch them. Like, actually, a majority of my viewers, 70% are over 25 years old. Right. Oh, I remember um, one time we were on a live and one of Cammy's friends popped on and I'm like, honey, you are not to be on this. Get off. This is your parents. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not saying about censorship. I'm saying that. Our, our demographic, we meet them at the gym. I met two dudes in their 40s yeah. today who follow us mm -hmm. that I've never met before. Like, oh, Mark Lobeline, I, I love your business shit. You know, at the end of the day, we're not a teeny bopper channel. Like, our our viewership isn't the same guys who look at Christian Guzman, who I think's great, by the way. Don't hate on me for bringing him up. <laughs> but he just posted a picture in front of his new Lambo yeah. and a guy who's in his 50s. About a guy who's in his food did a great transformation. I'm not gonna say his name, but he goes, looks like Christian's doing okay despite the the lawsuit. And I said, look, man, I said I could buy I could buy a Lambo right now, but for me, I have four, ki three kids that I know of. There's a fourth one out there somewhere. I have three kids, and um, and that's not a wise investment. I said. But that's what his crowd wants to see because they're like, dude, I can be like that if I just do what he does, right? My crowd's like. Look, dude, I'm, I'm the same age, if not older than this home, this guy right here. He has a couple successful businesses. I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna try and get at least two percent of what he gives. Brings well, to the table. Because I think people relate to that. People are like you, like you said. Your demo is more like the dad that's working their ass off. We're not some twenty-something-year-old guy driving a Lambo that has no kids and whatever. So people follow people that they can relate to. And I think a lot of the yeah. comments you get are, you know, I really appreciate your wife and your hustle and having three kids and still running businesses and, you know, making time for your customers and replying to everyone. People appreciate yeah. that when they can relate to you because they know how hard it is to juggle all of those things. Like one thing, you know, until you're a parent, you don't get it. Until you don't we, we just talked know. about this. You don't like know. we were talking about some people that we know who don't have any kids and we're like, wow, they've got so much time. Like you really do you don't get it until you have kids. You can try to get it, but everything else takes everything you do once you have children takes more effort. Getting out the door in the morning, going to work out, making food, getting your work done because you're responsible for other lives. So you have to do all this shit for them as well. It's it, yeah. It's just a whole different stage in your life. So I think, you know, 
Uh, if, but we do have, and if you look at the, if you go to an event, like went to the next level nutrition, which was packed, right? You go to an event there and it was probably 60, 40 guys in their probably late twenties, early thirties. And then young guys who are just looking to become something. I don't think we get the guy who's looking to strike it rich. We no. get that guy who wants to work his ass right. off and make it because your chances of making real money and being really successful, relatively speaking in life is better achieved than we've known those one hit wonders. We've known people who always go for that one idea that gets them millions of dollars. You know what? The millionaires I know, I know a few of them who are one hit wonders who made tons. I'm talking fucking eight, nine figures um, with one good fucking idea. But most of the guys I know who have net worth over seven, eight figures, these are guys and gals and in between and transitioning. <laughs> I just want to make sure I don't offend anybody and assume anybody's gender. Because, you know, Mike Rashid's very successful. I, I assumed the other day he was male. He's like, yo, no, I'm just kidding. Mike will beat my ass if I say that. <laughs> um, here's the deal. Um, I brought Mike, Mike up a lot. Mike and I talked I this morning. I think you have a man crush on Mike today. <laughs> we, no, no. Here's the thing. We have a new project. So me, him, and Sean we are talking. We need to have him come out, teach our kids how to box. Me, him, and Sean have <laughs> been talking <laughs> probably for like I'm just multiple Mike times a day. Mike, come to house. Teach your kids how to box. <laughs> Sean can come and teach them how to defend themselves too. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> Take these wires. <laughs> <laughs> she went there. Oh, shit. Oh, man. I'm sorry. The microphone just jumped. On the fucking equalizer. Yeah, you're going to break the freaking sound system. You're so loud. Nah, this sound system costs like a G. Check it out. Um, mm -hmm. Bottom line is, I think that um, I think that the hustle, the best way to make money with the hustle is just the constant grind. It's like you're not going to, you can do the biggest steroid cycle in the world. You're not going to make lasting gains in a 12-week cycle. It's the, the guy like the Marshall... Mm -hmm. The Marshall Johnsons who go in and he's 54 years old, he's still making gains. Just the daily gradual growth. And I think you can make a metaphor for bodybuilding and for, you know, for life and for earnings in that the longer you grind and make, you know, basically gradual steps, the more chance of success you have than if you're just trying to do that 12-week cycle. It's not a 12-week cycle. It's a 365-day-a-year grind. And it's like that in bodybuilding and it's like that in life. And you appreciate things more when you work for them. When you earn them. You when earn it's them. yours. When it's not given to you. When you didn't find it. And that's why you hear about all these lottery winners you losing do it everything. Unethically. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're here right now, not to be unethical, but to make sure that you guys know what the fuck we stand for. Um, so that's that's the internet thing. I wanted to transition. <clears throat> if you guys watch my Instagram story, I went on this morning about the economy, and I just I wanted to give. Yet. I wanted to give a <clears throat> a brief outlook of my opinion of where the economy is. Um, as a business owner, I think that we're in a very volatile yet robust time. Stock market's at an all-time high at 22,000, okay? Problem is, what goes up must come down. We might have a, an adjustment for Christmas like we always do. Um, <clears throat> I believe it will level out, it will stop growing. The only thing that can kill it right now is if Trump does not, it managed to withstand the Republicans' complete lack of competence and the Democrats and the Republicans' lack of ability to work together on the health care. I'll get into that in a second. Yeah. 
But if we can get the corporate tax rate stabilized or cut to 20% or 15%, it'll give employers more of an opportunity to hire, to reinvest in the company and the stock market because you're looking at the big five, Alphabet, Apple, that's the, you know, people like that, that's the big five. That's what's driving our stock market. It'll give them more incentive to grow. It'll give smaller caps more incentive more to grow. more money into everything where people go so, spend more money when they have money, just, it stimulates the economy. Yeah, even if I didn't believe in tax cuts, if I think corporations, even though we have the highest corporate tax rate in the world, even if I believe corporations should be taxed more as a market um, enthusiast, not analyst, but enthusiast, um, I believe that tax cuts will stimulate the economy yeah. and keep it growing at a very, very, very viable pace. And also on a personal note, you again, you vote with your personal experience usually. Correct. It will help us dramatically and we might be able to expand more because it will, again, chop our taxes from the highest we'll corporate tax rate in the to world invest to invest in the company. Yeah. And, and new programs that will require new employees. Yeah, so that's the stock market. Healthcare, uh, again. What yes. about the... Uh, the guy that just switched from being a Democrat to a Republican, was he a congressman? Yeah, out of West Virginia, the yeah. governor. The governor? Governor of West Virginia governor? switched. Okay. Um, it's shown a pair, despite what you see in the national media, um, I believe that we are in a state of flux where both parties don't know who they are. Right. Where there's an identity crisis. The, the thing is, the Democrats can completely stomp the Republicans if they actually got together. It doesn't even matter what their message is. Their message could be free condoms for all. Just get a fucking message. The bottom line is they have no message and all they can do is talk about Russia. And honestly, I'm compelled. I want to know what happened in Russia. But honestly, if the stock market's at 22 Gs, I'm going to be like, cut corporate taxes and I'll forget about Russia. They, none of them seem to be complaining about uh, taking a vacation or whatever. And, is there a freaking break when all this shit's in the healthcare thing? Yeah, and what, what are they doing taking a fucking break? If yeah. my business is about to go under, which the government yeah, is, why is Congress taking Congress a vacation? vacation? Work through your vacation, you pieces of shit. That's the problem with government. Private sector works through that shit. And that's why it takes 12 months to get a road built by government, but private sector gets it done in two weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, so despite the fact that tax cuts, bottom line is whether I agree with them or not as a business owner, I'd be stupid not to say it's a good idea because it helps me and my company and my sure. employees. <clears throat> tax cuts will keep the stock market growing. It will keep the stock market growing, in my opinion which could be wrong, and I'm sure in the comments section, people will hate me. I think it's just by nature that when people have more money, they spend more money. People have a tax cut. Like, think about when you're going to get your tax refund. You're like, oh, I'm about to get three grand back. I'm going to go buy a new this, or I'm going to go on vacation. They're not going, oh, I'm going to put it in my savings so, account. <laughs> the new label, this label right here, it's been out of stock for two weeks. I just got a note. It popped up on my computer. Oh, I was like, what the hell are you Cookies and cream MTS Way is back in stock. That's espresso. Don't be confused. Cookies and cream MTS Way with the new look is back in stock. You hear so. that IG Live? <laughs> so check it out. It's back in stock. So stop emailing me. All right. <laughs> so check it out. Healthcare. Fuck the Democrats. Fuck the Republicans. They need to come together, not because... Look, I don't care if they put in a single payer, a multi-payer. Um, what I believe is the correct move is one that has um, competition between states. So you can have companies fighting for your business, health insurance companies fighting for your business. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is we need a plan. Obamacare is collapsing. Whether you are a Democrat or Republican, if you look at what's happening, we are in deep shit. And that's not going to affect the congressmen or the senators. You know why? 
because they're not on that plan. Right. They're on their own plan. Right. Bottom line is it's going to fall on the backs of hardworking Americans. And that's the problem is government is government. They're career politicians like that piece of shit Maxine Waters, like that piece of shit Lindsey Graham. See, I'll cross party lines. They need to get a real fucking job, go out in the private sector, and then come back and tell me what the fuck's going on. These people live in la-la land. I just read a report today that half of the emails from uh, Clinton's aides and the 33,000 emails uncovered by... They sued to get them, um, Liberty Watch or whatever, Judicial Watch, okay. was about if her hotels were fancy enough for her. Mm. These stupid elitist motherfuckers yeah. need to go. We need to put term limits in place. But bottom line is back to the lecture at hand. More Dre. Healthcare is fucked. We need to fix it. Whether we go full socialist or whether we go full capitalist or we find something in between that's solvent. Dude, if me... And everybody watching this podcast right now, let's say we took 10% of you, we all sat in a room, within the next 10 days, we could have something hammered out. But these motherfuckers are bloods versus crips. All they care about, all they care about is their fucking party lines. They don't give a fuck about their constituency. They need to get together and figure out healthcare because love him or not, think he's a great president or not, think it's a great plan or not, this whole thing, everybody's gonna lose their insurance. Guess what? Everybody's gonna lose that shit anyway when it fucking collapses, okay? I've gotten so many messages this morning after my Instagram story about people who can't afford insurance and they have jobs because of Obamacare and premiums are through the roof. We need to fix it. Find a fucking way to fix it. Single payer, multi-payer, fucking goat payer, fucking fix it. Yeah, I mean, for a family of five, I think on the last insurance plan we had, it was like, um, at w- yeah. over a thousand dollars a month. I mean, like for God's sakes. Oh, this is a great comment on Instagram live. Old oh, Katie does disagree with you. She fucking knows better. That's what I'm talking about. I don't only agree with him. You can d- have you been here for this? We, be- we debate like all the time. <laughs> Man, get the fuck out of here. All right. Al Gore. What a piece of shit. He does a fucking video telling old people to fucking cut back on their emissions or else the world's going to explode. Builds a fucking house in Tennessee. That was like 10 years ago, wasn't it? No, he, look at his house. He just did one. Oh, it's another? Called, I thought he did this Oh, no, Al Gore's made billions of dollars telling people to do something he won't do. Oh, so he Al Gore, house? not only that, he's a fucking fat piece of shit. I want to punch him in his fat face. This motherfucker, if you're going to preach and you're going to tell people to do something, do it yourself. His house in one day burns more than the average house burns in 21 fucking days. Put a fucking solar panel up. Meanwhile, not a fan of him at all. George W. Bush lives in a fucking house that's like completely fucking solar powered. Okay? The thing I hate about fucking liberals, these limousine fucking liberals, is they go and they fucking do, do as I say, say, not as as I I do. do. Amen. (laughs) So just a quick shout out. I don't have to go any further into that. If climate change exists, and I believe the climate's always been in a state of change, explain the fucking ice age. I believe that we are probably contributing to it. However, if you're going to, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the climate. That's not a debate I want to get in right now because I don't know enough. Not a fucking climatologist. Geologist, meteorologist, no, no, gynecologist. I'm none of those ologists. I'm a fucking gainsologist. And what I know is that Al Gore makes no gains and he's a hypocritical piece of shit. And people just need to get the fuck off his dick. And why don't the fucking Prius driving liberals call his fucking ass out for being such a fat, hypocritical piece of motherfucking shit who's fucking making money exploiting shit that he doesn't even follow himself? All I gotta say about Al Gore, Katie. I think I said it all. I think that was pretty heated. Fucking hate Al Gore. 
You said you're a Gainesologist. What was that superhero name that you showed me at the gym? Captain, Captain Androgen. It's like Captain America, except he takes Trenbolone. Anyway, guys. Well, Captain America basically so, just took a bunch of steroids and got superhuman sum it powers. Up. Social media is a pain in the ass. <laughs> I think people got the point. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. Of course, we're on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash lowbliner. This is the Machine Mindset. I think that's what we fucking call it. Podcast. Thanks Appreciate for you watching. Mark Lowbliner, Katie Lowbliner. That's not a game.